Welcome back to Level Up with Lori, where I talk a little bit about life, a little bit about business, and every single thing in between, where I share strategy and where I hope to shift your perspective and the way that you show up in the world. Because at the end of the day, what I really truly believe the world needs more of is the magic that every single one of us has inside of us. So sit back, relax, enjoy the episode, and I will see you on the other side. Hey, 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 you guys, welcome back to Level Up with Lori. I am so incredibly excited that you are here this week. So if you pay attention on social media, if you're in my world right now, you will know that the doors to my passion to purpose accelerator program are officially open. We, this is my program that helps women in network marketing. And even if you're not in network marketing, I actually work with clients inside this program as well, but build a business all their own. So, um, I've worked with so many women inside this container and I've really, really revamped this program and I'm launching it this month. We start in September for a full six months. We are going to get your brand new business off the ground. It's going to be amazing. It's actually, you know what? If you are interested, send me a message. I'll tell you more information about it or head on over to Lori Irvin Coaching on Instagram. Find more details there. Um, But today I have a little bit of a treat for you. Um, I'm hopping on live with one of the women that was in my first round of the Passion to Purpose program. Andrea has a successful network marketing business. She is a full-time educator and she is building a business called Educators Finding Balance, where she helps um, women and probably like a few good men in education find balance in their lives. The teaching industry, and I am... For those of you that don't know, I was in the teaching industry. My husband is a teacher and it is its own unique beast, as Andrea will kind of explain in this call. And um, so she's just creating this like really heart driven business that from the second I had the conversation with her and I remember her saying like, you just have this tiny idea. I don't know if it could be anything or what it could become, but it feels like this purpose that's inside of me. And exactly why I kind of call this program passion to purpose is that like, it just started with one little tiny idea. And together we took that idea, we expanded upon it, we created content around it, and we ultimately created a like a finance, like a program where she can actually make money while helping people in this industry. So um, for those of you that are not thinking about starting a business, Andrea is actually going to talk about her network marketing business as well. And she told really good nuggets that I think you will like. And plus, you just never know what listening to something like this might spark inside you. So I encourage you to listen. And I also encourage you to reach out if you have any questions about the Passion to Purpose program. Like I said, the doors are open this month. We started September. We have six months together where we are going to take a business idea and turn it into a legitimate business something that brings income, something that drives impact, something that will like change every element of your, it's going to be so magical. You guys, I see what's on the other side of the women that I've had the honor to work with women like Andrea. And I'm going to bring another one on this podcast as well, just because these are women who are doing both. And I understand how overwhelming the thought of do adding one more thing in your life can be, but it's kind of more on top of more and 
really finding your unique path in this world. And I want you to know that it is possible to do on top of a thriving network marketing business. And it was something I grappled with in the beginning too. And I wanted to start my coaching business, like wondering if I actually had the bandwidth to add more. So listen in on this episode. Let me know if you love it. As always, if you like it and you love it, please tag me over on the socials. Please share it with your teams, share it with your circles at Lori Irvin coaching on Instagram, Lori Eldridge Irvin on Facebook, inside the level up community, all of the places. And I'd love to hear from you if you love this episode as much as I loved recording it. So sit back, relax, enjoy. Um, Hear Andrea tell us all about her vision, how she works her network marketing and how she's building up something on top of that. All right, I am here with Andrea of Norwex and Educators Finding Balance. And I am really, really excited to chat today because we're going to talk about kind of the mingling of building something all your own on top of a successful network marketing business, which I think, um, Andrea, if you'll agree with me, like this lot on a lot of people's minds, but it also feels really overwhelming, especially you work a full time job and just have the family and all the things and a life. So I think it'll be really interesting for everybody listening in if they've ever thought about doing something like this, like how the hell you have pulled it off. So welcome. Thank you so much for joining me today. Um, Hi. (laughs) I I'm so excited to be here. This is so cool. I I love podcasts. I love listening to your podcasts. And now, and now you're going to get to listen to yourself. <laughs> this is so cool. I might not do that though. <laughs> I recommend never listening to yourself. That is my like hands down rule. Like I've never listened to my podcast. I listen to trainings only if I feel like I need to reuse them for something. Okay. Um, and even yeah. that I'm like, cr- it's cringeworthy, cringeworthy. Yeah. <laughs> I just don't want to know. It's got to be okay. Right. I no, just and our voices do not sound the same. Like when we re-listen as they do in our heads. No. And that's the same reason is totally aside, but that's the same reason why I go live in my groups. I do not record myself because I do don't even, I, if I record myself, I'll do it 20 times. If exactly. I just go live, I just jump in and do it and I know I will look for the faults people are always like well you know maybe I'll practice I'm like do not practice that's horrifying no we are our worst critics right we are we are and you know what there's something to be said for just being human and allowing there to be mistakes and stuff in there too absolutely absolutely and people value that right I think so I think I like humans better than like robots part of relationship building exactly okay tell us a little bit about your network marketing journey to kind of kick things off. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I have actually been part of four different direct sales. Companies. I did not know that. Tell yeah, me about that. I have. So years ago, my son is 12. So before I had him, I was part mm-hmm. of Stampin' Up and I loved every minute. I signed up and this is one of the biggest things I've learned. I had an incredible, incredible upline. I signed up under somebody who is like the fourth person to sign up in Canada. (laughs) She was just a wealth of knowledge and she helped me a ton and really supported me. Um, And I did it probably about a year and a half um, and I loved it. But when I had kids, it wasn't the right thing for me because it was a lot of prep work. So we would do card classes and stuff. It was awesome. But I really learned about how direct sales companies work, um, 
the, and then I started keeping like an eye. I would on, assume I'm, like with timing that the majority, like that, that business was all in person. Yes, it was. Oh yeah. 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 It was all in person. And then we would do card classes and I would go to people's houses and we would make a series of cards that I had prepped. Mm -hmm. And then they had like, I had a bunch of um, ladies who were in like card clubs and then, so they would host each month and we go and it was so much fun. And I remember even bringing my baby when he, like when he was little, when he was first born and they were so excited because they'd been through that whole pregnancy with me. And it was certainly like, I loved the relationships. I loved, even though these ladies were like 40 years older than me, they were. Like, they probably <laughs> just loved you right? so much. It was, it was so nice. So I, but that direct sales, like doing that business for me was about building my own collection. All of the money I made went back into buying stuff for me. Yeah. So that was the start of my journey. Well, I don't know if it was the start because I am a huge direct sales junkie and I buy from every company because I love them. I think that direct sales is amazing. And the, the thing I tell everybody, I, everybody who asks me about this, like we're asked about MLMs or anything and like, but look at Norwex in particular, you couldn't just have that on a shelf. Nobody would know how to use it. And similarly with Stampin' Up, right? People would not value it the same way as going to a class and learning how to use it. And that's what I think is so amazing with direct sales. We have that education piece, that element, right? We can really teach. Yeah, that's such a really people. good way to look at it because on a shelf, you don't get that connection or that education. No, not at all, right? So then I went to, because I started, I fell in love with 31. So I joined that and um, I gave everybody my discount and that was fabulous, right? But no, because you can't sell anything if you give everybody yeah. a discount. And then you wonder, why am I not making any money? <laughs> So everybody just always expected the discount, which was wonderful for me to keep my, like, I couldn't get out keep of your status, etc. Right. Exactly. Because every time I was about to like go dormant or whatever it was called, I would just put out a 20% discount and everybody would buy everything. And I, I was constantly staying in the company. <laughs> you were essentially a discount shopper, really. It was, yes, which yeah. I know now completely undervalues the product. And so I I do, of course, offer some sales to my very big customers and my VIPs yeah, and that. And if I am at a point where I need to teach some sales or something, then yes, a sale is good for that reason or as a celebration for a milestone or something. But, um, but I don't do it on a regular basis because I want to keep the value of the product. Um, mm -hmm. So that, and then I also joined another one at Chalk Couture um, and it's a newer company and I just yes. didn't. They totally haven't been in Canada it. for very long, have they? No. And there's a lot, like they just, they have some room to grow. So I kind of let that go to the wayside. And that was also right after I joined Norex and I just, fell in love I also again goes back to the upline I have an incredible upline like the the levels up I am part of a black jacket leader team so she's got thousands of people under her her mother is the VP of Norwex Canada like we're just I am so well supported mm -hmm. um that that was a big piece to help push me to learn about how the company worked Mm -hmm. So that's where things started. I, I joined shortly after the pandemic because I'm also a teacher, like you were saying. So I am a 
I am off in the summers. And I think that first summer after our first shutdown was I spent the entire summer worrying about what was going to happen with school. So right. then at Norwex, I was invited to a party and things just kind of fell into my lap. And I reached out to the girl and was like, hey, I need something in my life. I want all of these things at a discount. So I think I want to join. So I did join. And then it was just such an amazing time to join. Yes. Norwex was, was one of those companies that really skyrocketed during the pandemic. Really? Yeah, everybody wanted to clean their house. They were all sitting yeah. at home. Everybody wanted <laughs> sterilization. <laughs> exactly. And I also think that people really stepped up and learned how to do online parties. And yeah. Yeah. when I was already learning that from school, how to teach and sell basically to mm-hmm. and build relationships with parents and students online. I was already in that mode. So it made it very easy to start my business. Now, it didn't start right away. It was months in. And I just had that one party, that one golden party that spiraled into more parties and it boomed for a while. Um, And I have taken times where I've had to slow it down because it just was too much. But I also built in systems or I outsourced things to make it more manageable. And, um, and yeah, it's, it's really, I think the big thing that I keep holding on to now is this is for life. Norwex is different from the other ones. This will be part of my life. I don't ever expect it to go away. Even if there's dips in my business, it will mm-hmm. still always be there. And I've realized that I have control. If I want it to grow, I can, I can make that happen. If I want it to kind of lie low to put other things as a priority, then that can happen too. Right. And it's, it's okay. Well, and I think for you, like when you say dips and you say lie low, like there's still consistent action happening inside your business, right? Yes. Yes. Yeah. And I, you know, where I see that the most, even if I haven't posted anything for a couple of weeks, stuff's been crazy busy, something else is going on, or I've just been done. Cause I, we've like teachers, any teacher on here will tell you how burnt out we have been this year. Right. And you know, you're still in the married to one, right. (laughs) You know, and so there was times where I just couldn't even, and I think I might've burnt myself out with my businesses too. And I just got to the point where I was like, I don't want to do this. I don't want to post. It's not that I didn't want to do the business. I absolutely loved it. I just didn't want to post anymore. I was so sick of posting. So I found other ways to stay connected. I was telling you earlier about starting with Project Broadcast and that helped. That's like another way for me to connect with people, just messaging people, just on Messenger, just reaching out, right? And connecting with people. And I think that's what I see. Even if I haven't been consistent for a week or two, as soon as I put something out there, it comes back at me. And that's because I have worked so hard to build relationships with my customers. They are loyal to me. And that has probably been the number one thing I focus on in my Norex business is building relationships with people. And that, that is, I don't know, the golden ticket to me, I would say that's the most important thing because Norex reps are a dime a dozen. Anybody can go anywhere. Tupperware reps are a dime a dozen. All of these direct sales, right? Epicure. Absolutely. I got people reaching out to me from uh, for Epicure parties uh, probably weekly. But yeah. I also have one good friend that I will stick with because I have a relationship with her, right? So how how do you do that when it's not your friends? 
you still yeah. need to stay connected with them. Well, and you make them your friends. Absolutely. And I do, I think, I feel like I, I've made a ton of friends, customers and downline and upline. I have met so many people in a time when relationships and connecting was so difficult. And that, that was amazing dream. Like so true. This time, right. That, that was incredible. And I, and I've run into people who have only seen me virtually and I'm meeting them for the first time, but you can see the way they're reacting with me. They really do have a connection and they're so excited to meet me in person, but they feel like they already have because they see my face all the time. Yeah. <laughs> right. So it just shows me that, that, that work, my goal of building relationships has really, it has happened and it is definitely worth it. And it comes back at me all the time. What, so what like busy life, what made you decide that you wanted to build something on top of your network marketing business? And how long was that kind of like growing inside of you? Okay. One, I'm going to take out the word busy life. And this, I'm pretty sure comes from you. I'm pretty sure. I don't remember yeah, exactly. I do typically call it a full life. <laughs> yes. The very beginning of the pandemic, I was going for a walk and I was listening to a podcast. And and I, I really think- I do think I have one called something like, yes, stop. Something about it. And it was life. saying, take that word busy out of your life. Yeah. If you are talking about busy- if you are saying you're busy, it means that you're not putting that other thing as a priority. So if somebody comes and it makes me think of a few people who have come to me throughout my life and they're, you know, I'm so sorry we haven't seen you. It's been really busy. Really? Yeah, well, what we're really saying is I'm not a priority to you. Exactly, yes. And that, that's okay. That's okay. Your family should be your priority. Your kids should be your priority. That's you shouldn't right. feel guilt over that, right? So yeah. And the same thing goes through my business for my businesses. I have to try really hard to not feel guilty that my main job as a teacher has yeah. to come first, right? Absolutely. And that that and my family has to come first. So those things are my priority, yes, at times, but I also have to find ways to make these priorities as well. And it's because I want them and I believe in them and and I really, like, I think that everybody should have these things in their that's life. that's a really, really, really good point that you just said, is that those also have to be some kind of priority, right? Like, and I think sometimes we feel a little bit of shame around, like, saying that our business is one of our priorities, because, you yeah. know our core values are that our family should always be our priority and our, our main job and our health and all those things. But like our businesses, in, if we want them to truly be businesses, they have to come somewhere on that priority list. I remember having a conversation with my husband about that years ago, because he's a teacher as well. And we were talking about, um, he just, he sometimes would say little comments about me and education. He's like, you talk school all the time. You talk about kids and child development and all this. And like, but that's my passion. Child development yeah. is my undergrad studies. Like that, that has always my shows that. <laughs> yeah. Yes, exactly. So it's not just to me, my career that I set aside. It's also something I love to learn about. Right. So it doesn't have to just be my nine to five job because it is also something that I love and am passionate about. So if I find joy in it, 
why, why does it have to stop at the door when I come home? It's true. That's probably why you're incredible at what you do because you care. Thank you. (laughs) For the record, my husband talks a lot about that kind of stuff too. And every once in a while, I'm like, oh, can we, can we change the subject every once in a while? There's also the rant, the ranting. Like we put a time limit when we come home on the ranting. Yeah, I got 10 minutes. Go. (laughs) So then I guess it does make sense that you chose like a business that is inside the same industry. Was it because you saw a need for something? Yes. I, yes and no. First, I will like say that this started with just kind of very much a seed. I remember when you posted about, I guess back up a little bit. When I joined Norwex, at the same, shortly after, within the first year, I started looking at leadership positions in my school. And I also took a, a course, a mentoring additional qualification we have for, for teaching. Um, and this one was on mentoring and coaching adults. And I started looking back at my year in Norwex and realizing that my favorite parts were leading a team. And not necessarily even just my downline, but my upline too. I loved planting seeds. I loved walking through people through reflection on things. If they were upset that something wasn't working, kind of helping them to come to some reasons why or what was blocking them or what they could do differently. And so in this time, I realized how much I love coaching adults. Yes, I love kids still. Yes, I love, love teaching and all that, but I really love coaching adults. So I started applying to positions in our board where I would be coaching adults. And I have now actually a math facilitator. I'm not teaching right now. I get to teach as well, but, um, but I am a math facilitator. So I'm coaching adults in their math programs as well. So I realized how much I love that coaching elements. And then you put the post up for the first coaching series for a business outside of our network marketing business. And I kind of thought, hmm, I'm interested. I want to see what this is about. And and I remember saying like to you, I just have a seed. It's not even a, it's not a thing at all. I just have a seed. And that's it. And I didn't know what that would look like at all. I just knew that I saw a need where for educators to learn to find balance in their life, that especially through the pandemic, this rose like just skyrocketed as a need. But even before that, I was watching my friends at at work talk about how busy they were, talk about how overwhelmed they were, talking about you know, the ki- everything was can't, the kids can't do this, the board can't do this, everybody can't, right? Everything was a very negative space. If you're so, not in this industry, you don't truly realize how much this industry takes from you as a human. It really, it and does, right? yourself. They, they talk about emotional fatigue, right? We have been learning that about that a little bit as educators. And I think as the community as a whole um more recently and and it is like compassion fatigue right emotion Mm -hmm. that Mm -hmm. emotional fatigue from coaching and supporting people all the time and so I wanted to find a way to support educators with this and I I so I joined the group and I loved being part of the coaching group that was huge and motivating and I was able to explore all the different ideas that I had which were a ton and I, 
I got a Facebook group up. I got an Instagram group up. I learned about Instagram because I didn't know a thing. That was a whole other world in itself. I got an email list going. So I got the basics going. I, and I tried and dabbled all with all different stuff. I went, we did, um, I say we, because you really helped me through it. Um, but we did a, like some workshops I learned how to do like lead-ins to get people excited about things and it, it was it's I say successful because it was huge right like yeah. it, I got 60 there's 60 people I think in my group maybe even amazing um I have I had people join and pay for my first workshop and I mean that's called that was success <laughs> that was a success for sure um yeah <laughs> I remember saying because one of somebody who wanted to join had done my um had helped me with my graphics for the group yes colors right and she wanted to join I said is it is it still the same if I see I'm trading work for her like is that still a paid client <laughs> yes <laughs> it is it was that was huge and the interesting piece is, because I remember when we very first, I remember you coming to me and saying, like, I've got a seed, like, I don't know what it is. And then kind of like, it's so interesting because every single person's seed could be anything. Yeah. Right. Like, yeah, there's no, and, and this is what is different about network marketing, network marketing. There is a pretty set path, right? This is what yeah. you take to find success. And yes, you can like do it your own and you can make it your own and it'll be unique to to you but with this it truly is it's like okay hey this is the content we want to deliver how do you best deliver that how do you actually want to and like coming up with workshops for you and like I just remember it just feeling like that clicking like it was like fire yeah and it was it was a lot of fun creating it yeah but I will also say what I learned through that process and stepping away because May and June educators were done. So yep. I was finding a lot less engagement in the group. I was super burnt out. Mm-hmm. Um, I stepped away a little bit in May and June. And I also, that, that is something I would say to everybody, take some time to step away because you get to reflect, right? And I got to see what I loved about what I did. The piece I loved was the coaching. It keeps going yeah. back to that. I loved the coaching elements. So now that I've gone back through that process of creating a workshop and while I loved that, that was a lot of time mm-hmm. and time. Was it the best? I always have to look at, was that the best use of my time? I have all these things on my plate. So was that the best use of my time? And is it exactly what I want to do? So now going forward, I'm able to fine tune and tweak that. Is it going to be a workshop model? Not necessarily. I'm going to change it to it evolving more to coaching. And that's also a challenge with educators finding balance versus Norwex. The, like you said, everything's there. The structure's there. Um, anything I could want, I like I can get the training from Norwex. I can get all of the graphics from the team and the support from everybody. This is on my own and this I get to make myself, which is really good. But I also learned that people don't necessarily know how to use what I'm putting out there. Like this is new. And you just don't know what you don't know until you get in the game. Exactly. 
Exactly. Like I needed to do it to see that. I had an inkling that do people, I even had some people say like, teachers won't use a coach. And then now I've realized not that they won't use a coach. Why wouldn't they use a coach? I'm using a coach. I, yeah. I love having this coaching element. Yeah. So why wouldn't they? It's just not the norm and the culture, but that's the whole point of educators finding balance is to change this culture. Yes. The whole point is, is that it might take longer to build because you've got to reframe the way people think and interact and everything, but there's so much goodness inside that you will break through those boundaries, right? And break through those things. And then everything that was once not normal and becomes normal had to start somewhere. Is that any different than my network marketing? No, not at all. It's the exact same. It's just that it's amazing how many skills are doing, transferable as well. Yes. So many skills are transferable. But the company is doing it for us, right? Yes. They are right. helping us give us all the education pieces that we need. This yeah. I have to figure out as I go. And having yeah. a coaching group, having even my own my own personal therapist, my social worker I work with, she loves it. And she's like, she's always been saying to me, you need to get these messages out to people. You need to do this. So I have many people, my husband, I have friends, I have people that I can bounce ideas off of and they help me to create them and evolve them. But I have to know that I'm the one who has to put it out there or it's not happening. Whereas Norwex is still going to go on around me. That's right. People might still come to me. And and how do you do that? How do you... Like, how do you stay true to that mission that you, that you started with and that has evolved to this point? Like, how do you make I it? I have post-its that I can see on my wall right now. <laughs> I love it. It's true. I'm such a teacher. I have all my mantras, all my quotes that everybody, there's one actually here that you had taught me a while ago. I, I would say it must have been one of our coaching calls as a group. Mm -hmm. Um, and I wrote it down and it's really stuck with me and I revisit it probably every week or two. Um, it's just looking at where I'm stuck, right. And I've done all your manifesting work and I really believe in manifesting, um, doing, bringing things to you, right. If you believe it, if you want it, you can have it. Yeah. But then there's the piece of why isn't it happening and where am I stuck? right? And there's the three thoughts. Why, why am I stuck? If something's not happening, then I need to think about I'm going to read them off a wall right now. You don't (laughs) actually want it. Yeah. Maybe you don't actually want it. Yeah. And it's true. Sometimes we say we want something, but like truthfully we don't. It might be that it's like a status to have that thing yeah. that you have. Or this- we think we should want something like yeah. uh, in the teaching industry. My husband was kind of going back and forth with, should I take my principal courses? And I said, do you actually want that life? Do you? Because it comes oh, with, the, I mean, you'd be amazing. I think he would be the most incredible VP ever, but do you want that life? And like what it came down to was like, no, like, yeah he doesn't, we don't. Right. Like, and so really it was just more like, it felt like the mountain to climb. Yes. Yes. The next thing. Right. I think that that is very typical in education to want. And I think in network marketing, even too. In society as a whole, we're taught to always look at what's next. 
yeah. and to continually be going for what's next. And yeah. you have to really ask yourself if, if that's what you, you want. And then the second one is you don't think you can have it. Do you believe you actually deserve it? Yeah. And then the, you're afraid of what will happen if you get it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You're, you have these fears that if you get it, this is what will happen. Like it could be, um, you'll work so hard that it'll be time away from your family or, yeah. um, your marriage will suffer. And I think this is a network marketing one too. Like a, we often think about this in terms of like rising into leadership, the costs of leadership. Yes. Yeah. And cost. it's not actually true, right? Because you get to no. choose, you still get to choose and be true to yourself at every single step of the way. Absolutely. And I think I've noticed that every time I've got to the point where I was like, that was too much. I did maybe in Norwex some big sale or I bit, took on too many parties in a month that I thought I wanted, but it ended up being a rat race and really stressful and stressful for me and stressful for the family and too, just too much. Mm-hmm. That's what, like, it's been good for me because I've been able to sit back after and go, okay, it's not that I don't want those things to happen. I do want those things to happen, but now what systems can I put in place to make that easier next time? That's right. And you would never know until you try something, but yes. that's the beauty of these businesses is nothing's forever. Like even that month that was really, really hard for you in your business and you yeah. know, you overworked yourself and you know that you did too much. The next month you get to choose again. Yes. Yeah. It's it's still there. And that's, that's right. That's what I've seen through this whole process that when I, because when I started educators finding balance, I made a conscious decision that I was not going to have parties for the first month or two. I was not, I was still going to run my Norwex business. I still posted consistently in my group. I still shared all of the sales. It's, it was right at the same time with a new launch for a new catalog. Everything yeah. was still there. And what I saw was my sales, I was still reaching like $1,500 every month in sales, just without any parties, right? Like it was still there. And it almost made me feel like I have this support system of people. Like I still had this, I don't know, like a safety. Just because you lean back doesn't mean that everything that you've built falls apart. No, I'm sure that 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 is a fear that we all have that if we stop, it'll, it'll go away. But if you've truly built those relationships with your customers, they're not going anywhere. They're still going to be there. I remember being afraid of that too. Like, how could I possibly take on more? And I don't think it's about taking it on, taking on more necessarily. It's about making shifts to welcome in more in a lot of ways. Yes. Yes. Because I want that thing in my life. still. That's right. And for you, I think that even if you like the mission that you have with educators finding balance, like it's in the name, right? Mm-hmm. The need for that in that industry is so strong that like, please keep going, right? Like yeah. if you can have one person or 10 people or 20 people or a hundred people, like, isn't that a business well built? And you're, you're right. I have been noticing only in both um, educators finding balance and Norwex, I've been noticing that when I get those feelings of, okay, this has been too much, I need to hold off, or I'm just too burnt out, I'm just not gonna post anything for a bit, I'm gonna, and I allow myself that, the very next time I do post, there's some sort of a reward from it. 
And it's just something calling to me. There was a few weeks ago, I hadn't put anything in educators finding balance at all. And I put out, I saw something, I can't remember exactly what the post was. Um, I think it was something about like the things you're most afraid of are the things you should go do something along those lines, right? If you're afraid of it, maybe it's something you should be pushing forward and doing. And, um, and I just, it was something I saw and I thought, hey, this has got to reach out to somebody. I posted it in the group and that night, uh, somebody I worked with previously and was in the group, I hadn't talked to her in probably a year. She messaged me and said, I saw your post and I'm going to apply to this position at our board that has come up. And I said, I saw that position. That's amazing. And she's a younger teacher. I never would have thought she would apply to this. She ended up getting the job. Like, and, and her and I it, were in- And who knows that that was, that post was like her sign from the universe. And then her reaching out to you was your sign from the universe. She, she's exactly. She said to me, she's like, I saw that and it resonated with me. And it's exactly what I needed to push me into this. And it was her saying that to me was exactly what I needed to say. Yes, I have to keep going with this. I have something to offer. And, and it has been like, it's not a- boom like network marketing is with the educators finding balance I haven't had that initial party where everything just went crazy and I made a whole lot of money over a few months I haven't had that but I have consistently had little messages saying keep going actual messages from people please keep going we need this I know I don't comment on your posts I know I haven't reached out but I follow and it's so important and keep going right and so, at some point we have to have that trust, right? Like yeah. that, if we want to get to that, whatever, like the, the boom or whatever, the thing that we're looking for, the thing that we know that something could be, the only way to get there is to keep going. Yes. And I keep telling myself, even when we started this, I told you, this is what I wanted for when I retire. I still have 10 yes. years left in my career. So if I'm just cultivating. This is the long game. It is. It's a long game. I want this for a business for 10 years down the road when I do really have the time to put the effort in. Would I love for it to come now? But there's only so much I could handle right now. I couldn't handle that. And likely the, I truly believe the universe knows that, right? Like the universe knows like this is my capacity level and it's not going to give you more than that because you're not open to receiving more than that right now. It's the perfect place for you. Um, if you had one piece of advice or maybe two pieces of advice, whatever you got for someone that is like sitting on the ledge and like with this seed, like you called it, and they've got a network marketing business. It doesn't matter the level of success inside that network marketing business. Like, what would you tell them? If someone asked you, what should I do? Hmm. I would say, well, from my personal experience, jump in, even when it's just a seed, but do it with support, like having the group, having the coaching behind me was huge. I couldn't have, I couldn't have done that without the entire group of girls. And that wasn't just you. That was the whole team, right? I, we were all grappling with the same questions at the same time. What, you know, looking at, do I need a website? Do I need an email system? What do I need to make this happen? How do I do a launch for a first workshop? We were all- Sometimes people ask questions that you didn't even think of yet. Yes, yes. But it, it just, 
it helped me stay motivated and it stopped the overwhelm. I remember us all feeling really overwhelmed at the beginning. <laughs> we were all like, there's too many things. We're so overwhelmed. And then you helped us through a process to narrow things down, right? And there is no way I could have just done it on my own. I would have given up. And even with network marketing, I feel the same way. Mm -hmm. When you join a network marketing company, you need to be connecting with your upline. Get the and training, get the support, all of yeah. it, especially for people. Like if you have all the time in the world, then all like by all means, go and figure it out all on your own. But if you live a full life and you've got many priorities on your plate and you want to find success, just get someone to show you the way. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> it's easier on yourself. <laughs> Definitely. And they also tell you what you don't need to do. Yes, absolutely. Like there was a lot of, you know, we're all, do we need this? Do we need that? And, and spending money on things, right? Yeah, and, and I do believe every bit of money I put out into my Norwex business comes back always. 100%. And and it will with educators finding balance too. I believe that. So I'm not spending outside of what I make, mm -hmm. but I can use some of my money from Norwex that I'm making to put towards coaching or to put to towards. A I did, I did that in the beginning too. Like I allowed my network marketing business to support, um, the coaching business that I desired to grow. Yeah, I think that's valuable to remember, right? It's not money that you're just putting out of pocket. No, it's going to come back. Yes, it will absolutely come back. And it's worth spending that money. Um, I think the other big, big two things I would say is um, manifesting is huge. Mm -hmm. I love, I've loved going through all of your manifesting Workshops and I think the big one with that one is knowing where you want to go. So really getting yes. clear on what you're building. Which brings me to my that the next piece. Exactly. Taking breaks to stop and reflect, right? Mm -hmm. It's so easy to get caught up in the busy, busy, busy. And you need to stop and take a step back and take some time to just like take a week off. It's okay. It's not going anywhere. Yeah. Take a week off and sit back. And really every time I have done that, I've been able to, to get myself out of those overwhelming feelings and realize exactly what I want to do, what my goal is and find ways to do it in a better way. And it's okay to let go of, if I started something and it, then I decide I don't like it, then yeah. it's okay to move on it. to something else. It yeah. might've been something that was valuable for just that season. That's right. Or it could be the thing that leads to the thing. Yes, absolutely. Well, all of those network marketing businesses that were, I was part of, they had value. I learned that. Yeah. I've learned so much from them. I've learned about the whole networking marketing, network yeah. marketing. World. The waitressing job that I had when I was 19 has played some role in like what I'm doing today. <laughs> And trust me, it was maybe just to teach me that I should never be a waitress because I was terrible, but still. <laughs> you all had those experiences, right? <laughs> oh, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. This was awesome. Um, if people want to find educators finding balance, how do they do that? Uh, they can find me at um, on Instagram at, at 
at educators.finding.balance or on Facebook, Educators Finding Balance. Um, you can reach out to me too, Andrea Federico. You can find me on Messenger. It's, I have my maiden name in there still, Andrea Federico Henwood, Henwood Federico. Okay, I'll, I'll link that in the notes. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, I would love, especially like, if you are interested, if you're an educator, if you're an ECE, if you work in the field of education, we have vice principals in there. We have some um, some office administrators. We have ECEs in there. Um, I would love for you to reach out and join me in there. Definitely. And you guys, it is such an incredible community that Andrea is building. So if you are in education, you need to find it. And if you can't find Andrea, find me and I will give you all the things. Absolutely. (laughs) Thank you so much for inviting me to do this. Oh, you are so welcome. Thank you for being a part of it.